if you don't have the basics in place, anxiety and panic sets in. And then you play below the, the level you should play at. Now, I think that's what happens, and I think that's what's happened a lot. That when it doesn't go according to plan, the players know the repercussions. They know that you guys are going to hammer them. They know that they're going to be embarrassed. They know they're going to lose points, and people say, make the nation proud. And they're aware of all that, and they're very patriotic. So they worry about it. Now, we can say, and you can say, well, they should be more mentally strong. There are certain things that have got to happen there. Then you can't just play off the cuff all the time and be mentally strong. Because if you're dependent on that pat on the back because you did a shibobo, then you've not got real confidence. Real confidence comes from repeating something a lot and making sure that I can do that no matter who the opponent is and no matter what the situation. If the referee gives a free kick or a penalty in the first minute against us, we will just keep playing. So I think... One, it's part, of, it's part of our growing up in football that we have to change our psyche a little bit. I don't think it's easy to come onto the national camp and I change that psyche, rewire them in three or four days. I think that's, that's something that's done every day of their lives. But what we have done, we've tried to address it. We've tried to address it by putting down some structures, by encouraging them to ex express themselves within framework and I think that's that's all you can do and and make a friend out of that pressure because that's what the pressure is pressure is not something that that we create pressure is something that we respond to and if you respond in the correct way and you believe in yourself then you've got more chance of turning around those situations and not being the rabbit in the headlights that sometimes we've seen Marawa Sport Worldwide is out of range. The investigation is underway. Get that and more on the other side of this. Stay tuned to your favorite radio station, hashtag MSW. All right, this is where we roll in the big guns now. Bafana Bafana playing at home, unable to do more than just get a, a single point uh, down in Durban. I'm not too sure even if that venue was the right venue to play a game like this. Uh, I'm not sure who makes all of these big calls as to where Bafana Bafana should be playing. Do they take into account the actual opposition that they're playing against? And what favors the opposition? What actually favors us as the host nation? I don't even know if BBK, who is a Sunday Times sports editor, even knows football. Good evening, sir. Good, good evening to you, Mr. Marawa, and to your Metro FM listeners, as well as those of uh, your new home, uh, 2000. Thank you so much. It's good to have you on the, for the very first time on MSW, BBK. Wonderful to, to be here, Marawa. But uh, I wish the occasion of our conversation was as august and wonderful. But alas, it is not. It was uh, one of those press conferences that, that talked about people's understanding of football. And if they do, there are certain repercussions. Do you understand football? Are you able to give us a breakdown, BBK, of how we should be accepting the result from the weekend? If our understanding of football as South Africans means that we are not going to be able to question a Bafana Bafana coach, if our understanding of football means that when a Bafana Bafana coach, the incumbent coach Stuart Baxter, is engaged and is being touched on his studio on points that he feels that he should not be questioned on. For an example, 
getting your son, Lee Baxter, to go and be goalkeeper coach in Bafana. For an example, questioning the fact that the campaign of the 2019 African qualifiers is slipping away from our hands when we should be doing a simple thing. Then I don't care about not understanding football, but no one is going to be spared a rod, not particularly Stuart Parks. And I'll tell you why. The reason is that, Robert. When you play, I think it is a general term rule in international football that when you play qualifiers, what you need to do for yourself when you have a round of six matches, three at home and three away, the best chance that you can give yourself is to at least collect nine points. And those nine points should come from your home matches. Now we're playing Libya on Saturday at Moses Mapida Stadium. A Libya side that should not by any chance be taken lightly by anyone, not the least a coach who took lightly Cape Verde in the World Cup qualifiers for 2018, and we saw what happened there. And before maybe even moving forward, I think context is king. When you're dealing with a coach who was given a reprieve by the wonderful game, and I have to emphasize this, the victory against Nigeria was certainly wonderful, playing away in Uyo, getting that very first official victory, but that game gave him a reprieve because you would have known that we failed with flying colors in terms of qualifying for a World Cup, a World Cup campaign that was firmly in our hands when he took over from Sheikh Mashaba with four points top of the group, and all you needed to do was to make sure that at least against the team that was perceived to be the weakest in the group at the time, Cape Verde, get the six points back-to-back. We know what happened when we played away. I don't think that there was any homework that was done, even in terms of understanding the stadium that we were playing in, where you know that the wind blows only in one direction, and it then calls on the coach to be able to ready uh, his team and and, and, and set his agenda with the view of making sure that he's going to try and use it to his advantage when the half is favoring us in terms of the win. Fast forward to this campaign. You play Libya at home, and Libya that comes from uh, the coast, you take them to the coast, the Panana city of Devon, and Libya come out guns blazing. The same Libya which played their first game against the Seychelles and they scored five goals. Obviously, they've got three points like us, but they are top of the group by virtue of a superior goal difference. What you saw on Saturday, an uncle of mine who was watching sent me a WhatsApp, and he said, my nephew, I think watching welding or paint dry is more exciting than what is playing before my eyes. Sure. That is heavy. A lot of people regretted it because it was there was a down point, Durban, and, and they felt like it was a complete waste of time. Now, BBK... I'm trying to follow a number of things. Is there, I don't know if it's landed in your ears though, about players, certain players, and we'll treat it as speculation because you and I are allowed to speculate. We're not treating mm-hmm. this as, as breaking news. But around certain players at the, in the change room at halftime, not yeah. being entirely happy about the the style that was being used, maybe not for the first time, uh, feeling that some of the players are not giving their all for the national team and for the national jersey and for the national cause, and taking it upon themselves to literally tell their fellow players that they are not happy and that they are not applying themselves well. It seems that it's come to that stage and to that level. It does seem like that, but I'm always very comfortable in dealing with facts because facts is sacred. Opinion is free and fiction is just that, plain fiction. 
there is there, there are murmurs, you know, of, of that conversation, uh, brutally honest as it may appear to have been. Uh, where I would not want to go into the names at this moment because I'm not comfortable without having verified this with at least three sources. And I, I trust that in our ability to do this, maybe hopefully uh, through Times Live during the course of the week or maybe at the Sunday Times on Sunday, we will be able to tell South Africa exactly what transpired there. But that alone seems to speak of a team that is not necessarily getting the right direction from the men in charge. And in saying so, I will say, let us look at the state of play and what transpired on Saturday. For an example, a great player that a lot of South Africans, that particularly Mamelodi Sundowns fans, will kill you for in the person of Sibusiso Villagazi. We all know what he's capable of doing, and it was testament when he was voted, and rightfully so, deservedly so, as the footballer of the season in the Premier Soccer League. I think he got himself a couple of hours in that season. But if you've been watching Sundowns lately, Villa has not been the Villa that we all know in both the club and country sheds. And I think on Saturday was a continuation of that. I do not know whether you need a Stevie Wonder to tell you that perhaps it's time for you to retire him and try and bring a change that is going to be able to push the game in our favor. Um, you will also look at uh, our right back, where I, the, the Libyan player who was operating on the left flank, uh, his name escapes me, was having a field day uh, with Ramazan Patele, who again can also fall in the category of those who may have been very good for Kaiser Chiefs that season, but seems to be out of sorts at this time around. You will also want to ask yourself also the conversations that happened when you see a Libya that was able to create and play as if they are playing at home. And had it not been for the safe gloves of Itumelen Kune, notwithstanding the personal challenges that he's going through, I think I counted about three point-blank saves that he made. And we also had to turn the upright for the favor that it did for us. So Libya, if the ball was rolling in their favor and luck was on their side, could have easily scored four goals, just one shy of the one five that they scored against Seychelles. And when you look at all those things and you're playing at home and you're struggling to have a solid, clear-cut shot at goal in the first half, then you're asking yourself, how is it going to be that you're going to lead Bafana Bafana uh, to Cameroon, if Cameroon is still going to be destination for the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations? I, I get worried again, BBK, from a technical perspective. Yeah, we understand Andre Aronso couldn't make it. There were family issues. We, we've had a, a rolling number of people who are there to become part of an assist team. Uh, Tabo Senong, is he still a part of the, the national team? I know that is in Germany now, you know, completing uh, some of his coaching um, badges, badges, et cetera. Yes. Um, then before there was a Quinton Fortune who was there, you know, obviously now again a change of personnel on the bench. What exactly is going on? Do you, do you get a sense here that there's continuity, that there is maybe rollover different people for different games? Look, it seems like the door at Bafana Bafana Technical Team has become a revolving door. And I will go back to the Quintin Fortune that you're quoting. I think South Africans with uh, the memory of an elephant will recall that the player who left the country as a 12-, 14-year-old boy to go and try his luck uh, in the Spanish League and he also went to the English League and they ended up being one of the few South African players uh, who played uh, for Manchester United, if you want to put uh, Gary Bale into the equation as well. Uh, the relationship that he had with South Africans was a love-hate relationship because of the very old club country affair where in the past everyone knows that there were certain group of players who wanted to choose and pick and choose matches that they were going to come and play for Bafana Bafana. If it was a 
World Cup qualifier or AFCON qualifier against Puchumbora, they will suddenly not be able and retire from Bafana. But suddenly when the World Cup or AFCON has been attained, they will be free to come and play for the team. So even that was a bit of a, a misjudgment, which is why in the column PBK and Black on Sunday, the intro was very clear and categoric to say that... Uh, um, the sensibility of a Stuart Baxter is not different uh, from uh, the, 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 the dance sense of a certain Theresa May. I'm sure you would have seen her uh, when she was here in the African Adventure. She came here, she also went to Nigeria. She's out of tune. And this whole thing about uh, the sun coming to work with Bafana, listen, I do not give a rest behind whether the sun is the most qualified goalkeeper coach in the country, let alone in the world. There is a small matter here of it is okay for Kaiser Mutawong to allow you to work with your son at his club because it is his club. It is perfectly fine for Kulusibia and Super Sports United to allow a similar situation to happen. But this, in as much as Bafana Bafana do not give us a lot of joy as, a joy as we would want them to, is a national team. And you have to have a little bit of sensibility about that. I even went as far as quoting Robert uh, from the book of... Uh, the only coach who's giving us a major trophy at this level, Clive Ditot Parker, oh. who was coaching his son, even at amateur level, back in, in, in Devon, the team was Juventus, his son was playing, he was very confident that the son deserved this place on merit, but he nonetheless had this difficult conversation and took the difficult decision that it will not be seen to be correct for me to be coaching my son because when he does well, I will not be able to give him too much credit. But when he does badly, I need to be hammering him. They sat down, they conversed, and he says in black and white in the book, it was either one of them had to go, either the player, the son, or the father, the coach. And the son left, and Clive was able to continue with not that loud. So I think also it has to be significantly important that people must not be arrogant mm -hmm. and try to talk down to South Africans. You may think whatever you think of South Africans and our knowledge of football, but we do know a little bit about this football. You are not going to tell us that we do not understand football when we question the blatant nepotism that you want to practice with your son. And as for the people who are permitting you to do that, because you are an employee, this is not a Bafana Bafana Paksa 11. This is a national team. The National Association, the custodian of this game in this country, for them to be able to allow this nonsense also says a lot about where their priorities are lying and also trying to guide the men because this is something you wanted to do. Even when you was negotiating to get this job, it did not succeed this time. This time around, he says, Andre is not around. I'm not going to be going around. What, what did he say? I'm not going to be running around the country looking for a man. My son is perfectly qualified for this thing. What utter rubbish. What utter paldadesh. It's nonsense. Do we have quality? In terms of players, hmm? why did we have quality to qualify for the Nations Cup with Sheikh Mashab? And aren't the players who are in the squad now, not the bulk of what we had in the team with Sheikh Mashab? So why is it that when Stuart Parker is not going to succeed or is failing to get the results, we must then suddenly change and say we don't have quality? You get this all the time when you don't have a good result. Hey, hey, Bafana, Bafana must lose. We are useless. We must just forget about football and watch a view. We played a beautiful game under the very same men against Nigeria. Wasn't that quality? We played against Nigeria in the qualifiers under Sheikhs. We let them 2-0 in Nigeria and our own naivete 
We did not even take out Union after getting a red card. We should have been able to make the substitution before you got the red card, by the way. Very, and very, we allowed very quickly, them. Sorry, BBK, sorry to cut in there. And I know it's a very critical time for you homework-wise at home. If you don't mind, we are going to be crossing over to news and we've got to say goodbye to Metro FM. Uh, you might need a, a quality quick drink uh, for about four minutes, if you don't mind. I've got a very important question to ask you after the news. But in 10 seconds, please say goodbye to our Metro FM listeners. Metro FM listeners, uh, you will get 12 Stuart Baxter. Goodbye for now. We'll continue at 2000. Thank you so much for your honesty. Um, we'll catch up with Metro tomorrow. All right, and with that, let's find out the latest in the news. Madupi. All right, it is a hashtag MSW. It is a Monday. It's Marawa Sport Worldwide. It is 089-110-2000 is the number to dial. Otherwise, our WhatsApp voice note, 0605842250. And uh, Twitter and Instagram, Marawa Sports Worldwide. You can send us an email at msw at sabcsport.co.za. And before I quickly carry on and catch up and round up with BBK, a quick thought came through my mind over the weekend. That's Sangoma. That Sangoma. You remember that Sangoma? That Sangoma? You remember that Sangoma, BBK? The man from KZN who told us that uh, he bottled all the Bafana calls in that bottle jar until he gets his man. Was he Wasn't a... he paid? Was... I don't know. <laughs> I don't... Let, me... I don't... Let me remind myself quickly. Robert Marawa taking sports debate to another level. As the SAFA vice president, what would you say he was being paid for? Uh, my brother, there's actually no undertaking from SAFA for even paying him a cent. Well, more than a cent has been paid. As SAFA, we were had no dealing with him at all. Uh, I don't think that we need to take that far, my brother. Seems like yesterday, BBK. Time flies when you're having fun. But uh, maybe the reason uh, Bob Nunkonyano was not able to even get a note to contest the SAFA elections is perhaps the man in case that and is still very angry. I do not know. I mean, we, we might joke about that. We might use it as an aside. But there's a serious issue, BBK. Whether it's the coach, whether it is the quality that we have or don't have, whether it's about the decisions to take Bafana Bafana to games or stadia that favor the traveling teams, whether it is about poor management at SAFA or leadership or lack thereof at SAFA, whether it's so many different things. The one thing I know is that we do not have a national team like we had before. I know that from a passion point of view, we don't have the same passion and drive for people to actually watch the game at the venue or even watch it on TV or even bother to ask or find out what the score was. There is a big, big problem that we're facing right now from the biggest sport that covers the biggest part of the population, which is the black population in South Africa, without any doubt. Now, having highlighted these problems, BBK, I don't know from here, where do we go to? We always find ourselves in this pit so often. It is a hole that you continuously dig ourselves into. I think when it comes to administration, we are all clear that um, the old-timers and the old ladies wearing silky suits 
at Nasrekas, south of Johannesburg, they don't have the ball. I mean, their eye on the ball as well as they should. Um, recent developments will tell you that uh, the incumbent president of SAFA, Tenicho Dan, is working closely towards uh, acquiring that which he has created for for so many years, and that is a seat at the top table of uh, the FIFA Council, formerly known as the Executive Committee of FIFA. Um, Kosafa has endorsed him. He beat two gentlemen. There was a nomination over three people, two gentlemen, one from um, Seychelles, and I think another one from Malawi, if I'm not mistaken. And it seems like uh, after the presentation that was done to the 14 presidents of Kosafa, his was the one that emerged tops. I understand that uh, FIFA is going to make uh, an announcement in as far as uh, making sure that there is a member from the Southern African region who is going to take up the position, a vacant a position that has been vacant because of what happened with the, the former Ghana president, Natyaki, and a position that is only available to English-speaking countries of CAF. Uh, should this succeed, we as Southern Africa are going to have a member at FIFA for the first time since uh, uh, the embarrassing uh, ejection of uh, uh, Ishmael Pamchi from Botswana back in the years. So with the ball not being on what is happening, you find that now SAFA are, are, are in the red. Uh, uh, you will see that uh, it has emerged, I think, through a story by Nkulilegunana uh, this past weekend at City Press, that SAFA are, are, are financially in the twang. Uh, their coffers are not as healthy as they are supposed to be. Uh, the regions are struggling to make and meet in terms of fulfilling their day-to-day uh, obligations. Uh, their monthly grants have not been paid, which means that they are not able to do that which is the life and blood of the football association, the operations at local football associations. When you are sitting with a situation like that, when uh, during their Congress, the statement, uh, their financial results were not even tabled, it shows you that uh, there is more to hide than to avail on the table. So all those things will not inspire confidence as an organization that wants to model itself as world class. But uh, going back to your point earlier about continuity, I remember a time when Safa announced that what they want to see happen with Bafana Bafana, the under-23s, uh, Amachita, Amachimbos, was to see a situation where he who is coach of the under-17 serves as the assistant coach to the coach of under-20. So that would be Molepin Tegi mm-hmm. uh, being assistant coach to Tabo Senong, who is the under-20 coach, who would have been assistant coach to Owen Takama, who was the under-23 coach, Owen would have been the assistant coach to Sheikh Mashaba. With Sheikh's departure from Bafana, I do not know what happened to that plan. But all I know is that Owen Takama right now is the coach of Highlands Park and he did a stupendous job getting them from the NFD and getting the promotion back to the PSL. I know that uh, Mole Finziga as well as Chabo Sinong are working in their respective positions without any uh, contracts with the association right now. Is that something that speaks to the fact that there is no money at SAFA? Your guess is as good as mine. So all those things put together when you try and get them to Bafana Bafana, what then happened to a point where Baxter can come in and as time goes, he will have this assistant, he will have this goalkeeper coach. And when you put all of these things together, place it on the one side. Let us look at the players now. I do not know how one can try and hammer the point home to whoever gets to be selected to be part of the 23-man squad of Bafana, regardless of who the coach may be. That it is not, it is not a favor. 
you know, to where the chief, you are not doing the country a favor by coming up and honoring that collab. You are expected to give your all when you are doing duty for the country. If it is apparent amongst players themselves that at halftime of an African, uh, Afghan qualifier, players are going to be telling each other off, which by itself is not necessarily a bad thing because it happens. You, you go back to a situation in Istanbul in 2005 where Liverpool are trailing uh, AC Milan 3-0 and Steven Gerrard asked the entire coaching staff, Rafa Benitez, head coach included, to leave the dressing room and they have their own conversation. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but what you need to see after something like that happens is the reaction. The reaction was there for all to see in Istanbul from 3-0 down to 3-3, going to extra time and winning on penalties. Yes, you may say compare apples with apples, but I'm saying in terms of the occasion, the significance, it is a Champions League final, it is an AFCON qualifier, an AFCON qualifier coming on the back of failing to qualify for the World Cup, and those who understand history will also remember that it is not the first time the coaches failed to qualify for the World Cup. It happened also in 2006. So putting all those factors together, what is it that we're trying to do now? So trying to go back and telling people, that you do not know anything about football, if you do not understand what I'm saying, is one thing. It is called shifting the blame. It is called trying to blame everything else but yourself. And I've said this when Colin was coach, when Peter was coach, when Barana was coach. We are not going to cry over the same thing over and over again, saying we can't score goals. Your job is to try and come up with a plan that is going to help the team to be able to score goals. It also becomes disappointing, Marawa, when you're going to read after the game comments coming from the players. You know, uh, I think it was Pesitao, I read somewhere, who said that uh, uh, we did not lose. You know, we did not lose. Come on, my guy, we're playing at home. We are playing at home, and you must make sure that you take advantage of home ground because you do not know what is going to happen when you play away. If you've been able to get this team, and get yourself to six points. And make sure that by the time you play your back-to-back with Seychelles, you are at least in a commanding position. And you will think that we should be able to try and do that without undermining anyone. But I have a sense of deja vu about this one, because we saw what happened with Cape Verde. The six points that should have been at least fought for were given sheepishly and cheaply, and in the end we found ourselves from having gone top in the group to being the tablespooners in the group. And... If you take all these things in context, Saturday's game cannot then be viewed in isolation. I think major points, BBK, and, and, I, and I do take what you're saying. I also question a number of things because as a national team, we should be spearheading the next generation. We should be looking at the next World Cup. We should be looking... And, and I think the time when football was thriving in this country, correct me if I'm wrong here, BBK, uh, there were things like Four Nations tournaments that were being played on a regular basis. A guy like Sami Kufo would always remind me about those clashes, South Africa, Ghana, that were being played here, Simba Four Nations tournament. You know, there was an under-23 that was vibrant, getting regular football. You didn't have to wait for an Olympic game cycle to kick in because, I mean, can you imagine the cycles of football to really get a good player going? does not happen within four years when you know that there's an Olympic game coming up. It has to be way before then. A lot of teams we saw, for example, England played over the weekend. England are going to be playing again tonight. We are not able to play a second game within this international window. What does that say about us? Is it the first time it is happening? No. No. Is it the last time it is going to happen? No. Certainly not. And I will tell you why. Because 
as much as we all sing about continuity and all these things, we don't seem to comprehend the concept. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Let's go back to 2009. Egypt, if my memory serves me well. The Under-20 World Cup was hosted in Egypt. Look back to the group of players who were in the team. Dylan Klassen, Andy Lechali, Kemich Erasmus, Ramash Mpashele. We can count them until the cows come home. And you ask yourself that if qualifying for the under-20 AFCON and you finish amongst the top four teams that qualifies you for the World Cup under-20 and the two go and play in the World Cup and you get picked in the next round, what do you then do with that group of players when you have things like your Visions 20s, your Visions 2022 and all those things? You make sure that at least the bulk of the team, there's no way that all of them are going to make it, but at least seven, eight, nine, ten of those players should be able to be promoted to Bafana Bafana and make sure that when they do play those qualifiers, they gain that experience. There is no shop that sells experience in this world. You gain your experience by rolling up your sleeves and getting down to the ground and going to fight in the trenches. Count the players from the squad that I mentioned to you who were in this national team that was playing on Saturday. Tell me how many do you have. Tell me why you do not have the rest, like, and it is a mistake that we were repeating even back in 2009 because we had done the very same thing with the group, Kamakrukruk, yeah. the group that went to Sydney, the group that went and played one of the best games ever by any South African national teams, regardless of uh, age groups, that beat a Brazil one. Yeah. And what happened with that group of players in terms of continuity, the concept is continuity, what happened to the group? Don't tell me about individual players. Don't tell me just about Penny and Siabonga Nombete and Matthew Put and, 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 and David Kanemeya. Why couldn't we get all of them in and try and do something that most of the football-respecting nations, most of the nations that really want to perform, not for the sake of adding up the numbers, have done? We are excellent in talking about it, but we are very poor, exceptionally poor in terms of executing it. BBK, if you were given a 60-second plan to act on Bafana Bafana for their best interests moving forward, what would that be? 60 seconds to try and fix something that has gone wrong for over 25 years. 60 seconds, Baba. That's all you got. That is all you have because right now we've had people that have probably been in positions for 60 years that have been running football. So we're not going to go down that lane. I need your fresh, vibrant, energy-driven, factual solution right now 60 seconds i am no sage but you cannot keep on trying to change the coaches and changing the players when the people who are in charge the custodians remain the same so it can't be that it is not their fault it is everybody's fault uh 60 seconds once upon a time in egypt when they failed to qualify for the world cup the entire executive out of their own revolution took it upon themselves to resign en masse because they are people who understand the embarrassment of not being able to deliver to the nation. So the circus youths, it cannot be that you continue staying in your positions while everybody else is being pulled or redeployed or put down to junk status. It has to start from there so that you can start from a clean slate because other than that, they say stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. 
Barring, Barachukotias, thank you so much for your time, Baba. Don't hide, don't be a stranger. This is home. We enjoy views that are a cutting edge, views that are from the heart, but also well thought out. And uh, you've had a history in following Bafana Bafana. You've had a history on going to tour with them at times. You've been also a fan watching from television, watching from the stadium. And I think in as much as you sit in a very powerful position as a Sunday Times sports editor, a lot of what you're saying is based on the love of the game that you've always had as a human being more than anything else. And I want to thank you for that. And the most important thing, Robert, I appreciate your words. We also have different opinions. I am not standing here and trying to protect myself as the be all and end all of football. There are hundreds and thousands of other people who have even better views than myself. I think that the fact that you speak so passionately about Bafana, some people are even saying that I'm being emotional about this thing. I, I do not know how do I divorce myself from my country. You know, with other people it is easy because when the World Cup comes to South Africa, they support their countries. Yeah. Their countries being Portugal, their countries being England, their countries being Italy and all of that. Mena, when I go to customs at Oartambo International, I only have one passport, and it's a South African passport. I only have one citizenship. It is a South African citizenship. And if this country pens, this country pens with me. So somebody can come in here and tell me that I know nothing about football. It is fine, because they can go to Honolulu for all I care and do whatever it is that they want to do there. But we will still be stuck with South Africa. If you want people to respect you, you must understand Stuart Park for that respect is a two-way street. You are not doing us a favor. You are getting paid. And in other countries, people who are negotiating with a club while they're in the national uh, uh, coaching position were fired when it came through. Go back to what happened between uh, okay. Spain and their coach before the World Cup. Thank you, Marawa. Allow me to go finish the homework with my daughter. O'Shea Homework Confinder. Thank you so much. Really appreciate BBK, the Sunday Times sports editor. Uh, BBK joining us on the line. We'll take a lot of your comments as well coming up, uh, but we still got a certain shock to chat to. He was also very, very... I don't know if you call it emotional. Maybe it was factual. I don't know. And once again, we relive the history because we've been here before when it comes to Bafana Bafana. If it wasn't the Sangoma, you remember when Jomozono was there and what he said about the coaching post.